Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner, and I have two very special guests today, Phyllis Bedford and Dr. Sarah Bedford, who is my resident at Eminence Health. And we're going to be talking all about their foundation, Limelight. Limelight is an amazing organization that shares $10,000 grants to children with Lyme who need treatment. So if you want to learn more, please check out their website, limelightfoundation.org. And I really hope you enjoy this meaningful, hopeful podcast. So welcome, Phyllis and Dr. Sarah. It's an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And an honor to be here with you. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. So, well, let's just talk about the founding of Limelight to start. Just there's obviously always a, you know, personal connection. And in the Bay Area where you live, there's such a need that you're seeing. And Limelight really focuses on children. So we'll just, you know, share that right away. But why don't you both just share whatever inspired you to uh, fill this gap that is so needed uh, in Lyme disease treatment? Phyllis, you start. I would love to start. Thank you. But anyway, yes. So through Sarah's uh, diagnosis and all and treatment for Lyme disease, probably a lot of people are um, listening or aware of, you spend a lot of time in waiting rooms and a lot of time in IV lounges. And you got to hear what people are talking about. And you just touched on it, uh, Christine. Parents are concerned, how are they going to afford treatment for mm-hmm. their children? And it was interesting to be there as a person who had the privilege of being able to afford treatment and realizing so many people didn't. Mm. And you overheard parents talking about, we'll move in with your parents, we'll sell your our house, we'll sell your jewelry, we'll get another credit card, we'll rack up our, our credit card that already is almost overextended. And it just became apparent that, gosh, something really needs to be done to help parents and families get treatment. So uh, we actually had friends who had another, uh, who had their daughter also struggling with Lyme. And really over a dinner, Limelight was spawned because we were talking about what could we do for these families. And we got this idea of treatment grants Mm. and we could award treatment grants. And we started small. We started in uh, 2011 Wow. And um, we had, we raised, we, our, our idea was we would just have a fundraising event or a series of fundraising events, raise some money and then give it out in treatment grants. And in 2011, we um, raised $40,000 and wow. we had four grant recipients. And then fast forward to this year when, uh, when we've had Let's see, it's a million dollars. We will give over a million dollars in treatment grants to 225 uh, individuals. So it's come a long way. And since our inception, uh, inception, we're actually at 8 million uh, in total funding to um, 1,148 individuals in 49 states. Oh, That must make your heart so full, you know, to just kind of reflect on this journey. And I think, you know, when we go through such a horrific experience that any parent, you know, sees their child struggling in such a way that we have choices, right? We have choices to 
you know, just complain and be complacent about the system, or we have a choice to do whatever feels like our part of, you know, participating in the change. Cause I often say to my patients, cause you know, that's always the ethical dilemma. Like I'm a cash practice, you know, I understand that it's expensive for me and expensive for them to offer this medicine. And, you know, all I can sit there and think while I'm in the treatment room is that we're in the middle of a paradigm shift and we just have to keep going until people and society catches up. While, you know, the, you know, the real healthcare system that's needed to support these patients, I'm an optimist. So I hope, I do hope at one point it's going to evolve into that. Um, but we need people like your family to fill the gap along the way. So I think that's just such an inspiring story. And Sarah, I'd love to hear kind of your take of what inspired you to help uh, these children uh, with Lyme treatment. Similar to what my mom was saying, just the experience of really seeing the people suffering and then being kind of a young person and realizing the privilege I had to have my parents be able to afford a lot of care. And then also kind of people around my age who, you know, had, they were, parents were selling everything they had to be able to -hmm. do that. And also people that the one family that kind of sticks out is that they were living in their car at the time to be able to afford care is just kind of one of those things of like what something needed to be done to be able to help. There's so many amazing doctors out there who have so many tools to help people and treatments that are great and successful, but really that need to be able to have people be able to access them who can't afford care. Well, I'm so happy you answered this call and you worked at Limelight, right? So you were- Yeah, Yeah. so I worked post-college for two years as a grants coordinator and that was just a totally eye-opening experience because I got to kind of help manage helping people apply and then also through that kind of help kind of read all the applications, help the board kind of the board voted on the decision of who got the funding and then also really learning kind of the struggle and throughout that way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you're like firsthand, you yeah. know, these families and, you know, really the joy of, you know, seeing somebody, you know, receive these grants, right. Um, it's so rewarding. Before we talk about like the actual process, because a big part of this podcast is, you know, we're in the holiday season, you know, we're all about consumption in the society, but there is a really a big part of this time to realize how much we have to be thankful for and how can we do our part and align with aligned organizations that we can contribute um, any small to large donation. Um, and I really wanted to highlight Limelight for my community. So if you feel called that you connect um, with this amazing organization. So Sarah, I'd love for you to like, just also share like how this experience really, I mean, it inspired you to become a naturopath, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely think that the experience of working really inspired me to become a naturopath and really focus on this community really because with truly the right treatment, people do get better and really finding what are those treatments and then knowing just having the access to them and finding the right treatment that makes meets you at the right time can really make all the difference. Mm. I think kind of really through the role of the grants coordinator, I really saw people get better. And I know mm. my mom has a much more updated, we were talking uh, updated statistic about how the improvement people see with the grants. Oh, well, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we do sure. an exit poll when after um, our grant recipients have received the grant funding and 70% of the of the grant recipients say they have seen significant improvement oh. after receiving the grant fundings, which of course leads to treatment. So oh. that's amazing. 
That is amazing. And back to what you were just saying, Christine, having, you know, having this access to treatment is so important. Um, Without access to treatment, where are they, right? If 70% are getting significantly better, we need to have everyone be able to uh, afford treatment for Lyme disease. Yeah, absolutely. And these grants, as you've mentioned, are awarded in $10,000 increments, which is a lot of money, but it's actually the money that most, you know, Lyme patients need to make this progress, which obviously um, that is with not within reach for many families. And so walk us through um, how you decided on the 10,000 and kind of what's the process? Because yes, we want people to donate um, to Limelight um, through connecting with the mission. But also there are probably people out there who are listening and saying like, you know, my family's in need or my, right. this. and so just kind of walk us through how you decided $10,000 and then how people can start, you know, what is the process for? Right, right. Uh, well, first of all, the $10,000 was somewhat arbitrary, but it seemed like enough. And we realized Lyme treatment can be hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, we realized there's a huge you can you can choose to do various treatments. Some are less expensive, some are more expensive. But the ten thousand dollars was what we thought. It was a, a lift up, a hand up, a supporting like start. I mean, some of these families are just crippled. They can't even think about it. They are they are off. A lot of times, they are both parents are trying to work uh, just to be able to afford treatment. We wanted to give them a pause and say, here is a little a lifeline. And I, I want to just touch on that uh, as far as hope is that when we award the grant funding, the immediate response most families give us is we can breathe. We didn't realize you know, the amount of stress we were under. And so it is so wonderful to give families a chance to breathe and a chance to look at what is the best option for my child mm-hmm. and, um, and which route are we going to go down? So that's the number one thing. The second thing parents all often say to us is thank you for believing in us. I mean, the grant funding is one thing, but for an organization to say, this is a real disease we know that you have it, um, and we know that your family is suffering, and we see you. Mm-hmm. And that is huge for families. Um, mm-hmm. We get so much feedback about that. Mm-hmm. And you did mention the $10,000. We don't just give $10,000 and send them on their way. Um, Sarah alluded to her role as the grants coordinator. We want to establish a relationship with these families. We want to be there for them. And that is the role of the grants coordinator, which Sarah was our first grants coordinator. So she pioneered uh, mm-hmm. and set for her predecessors this, this uh, amazingly wonderful bar and came up with so many wonderful ideas. But that was the idea, is that how do we touch these families and be there for them? And also that, that we get to track their progress. So we give the grant funding in three different increments. And what, so it's usually 3,000, 4,000, 3,000, or some iteration of that. And what we require from the families is that they give us feedback before funds are, additional funds are released. So Mm -hmm. feedback and receipts. And Sarah, do you remember the receipt process? (laughs) That could be tedious on both ends. Totally. But but we want to make sure, you know, for our donors, what you just said, we want to make sure these funds are being used appropriately. So we, they have to give us feedback. Hey, how are you doing? Again, we're not expecting miracles, but how are you doing with this, with this, with this funding? 
Um, what are you doing? That's always interesting. What what is getting you your 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 son or daughter better? Mm-hmm. Um, so we that that is our that is our process, and it has worked very well thus far. Not all families need the full ten thousand dollars, but it's there. We enter into commitment with the families. When you are accepted, this child will receive ten thousand dollars if needed. So um, that is that is how. And we've talked about should we you know you know, increase it, but the $10,000 seems to be, you know, perfect. And, and one other thing is, um, which Sarah alluded to, too, it's our board of directors that evaluates uh, the grant recipients. So the, 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 um, the applicants, I should say. So the treatment grants coordinator gets everything prepared, right? Gets the, just like the college application, you know, our, our letters, we, we require um, letters from the friends and family to talk about this. Like give us a picture of this family. It's like a college system, complete the application, but then it's the board who ultimately meets. We have a whole rating system. We actually have a dedicated, which we came up with. We adapted some software to um, meet our needs. So it's really, it's really highly well-run and very successful. Mm, I love that because it's, you know, when there's so many places to donate and, you know, share your own funds, you know, making sure that those funds really directly impact, you know, the recipients. And I think that's a wonderful system. And, you know, just um, I think when there's an energy of like accountability and shared kind of oversight, there's also a power and, um, you know, propelling that person forward. And do you guys, um, I know you're uh, like the recipients are all over the country, but uh, do you share like trusted doctors or, um, you know, that kind of, those kind of resources? Because half the battle is finding the right team uh, to, uh, for that individual. I feel like I'm not up to date. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take it. (laughs) Well, so one thing that I just have to say right off the bat, but you're absolutely right. There is sharing amongst our grant families, which is really interesting, the power of sharing. So we have a Facebook uh, we call it a secret group or a private group we, where families, everyone's invited to be part of this group and they share amongst themselves. And it's amazing, even going back to the, you know, waiting rooms you know, for the, for the Lyme doctors, how much sharing is going on there. I mean, if you think of a, a traditional allopathic doctor, you were going to go walk in for, you know, to have your ears cleaned or something. And then someone came up and sat next to you and said, what are you doing about your ears being cleaned? I mean, there would be, you know, literally you would think what is going on in the Lyme, you, you're expected almost when you're in the waiting room to share. It's a really a community of sharing. So we facilitate that. We, I, I do want to say Limelight Foundation does not have a protocol that we ask you to do. We do not evaluate at all what you're doing. We have certain parameters, but if you want to go a whole, a totally naturopathic, holistic route, Fantastic. If you want to go straight allopathic and do, you know, traditional antibi—I mean, antibiotics—that is fine. A combination of the two. We require the grant recipients to have a plan. We want to know they're not, you know, they're not floundering. They're they're thinking of what they're going to do, and we will work with them if they don't have that. But it's like I said earlier, it's just really interesting to see what people do with that ten thousand dollars. And 
we find it empowers the families. Like we want to find the best solution for our particular child. Because as we know, part of the trouble in treating Lyme, right, is that no two, three patients are the same. So you can have people in the same family, two different children, totally different symptoms and totally different paths. So, um, and we do have on our website, um, a list of a physician referral and that is the ILADS doctors. It's also Global Lyme Alliance has a list of doctors. So we do, again, we do not recommend doctors. The, the, the treatment grants coordinator will work to say, hey, some in your area that other grant recipients have used. But we're very careful to have the grant recipient families be in charge of their journey. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, more kind of empowering uh, view for the family. And um, as you mentioned, and as Sarah has witnessed, not only through Limelight, but in the office, right, that everybody needs a different experience. And I think yesterday, like at the end of the day, we like work so hard and we like, we're like, oh, wow, well, that was an interesting day because everybody we see needs a different um, level of education needs a different kind of, um, you know, where they are and what they can um, do for their support. And, you know, like as doctors in this field, we're always trying to adapt, you know, to meet the patient, right? Because um, no two patients need the same thing. So exactly. Yeah. So before we kind of get into what you all are doing this season uh, for uh, raising uh, money for these uh, wonderful grants, is there anything, I guess, as like, uh, you know, 2011 right here is when you started um, and when we're recording this, right? 2022. Right. Uh, I mean, what's your take on where we are with Lyme awareness and Lyme treatment, you know, over this last decade? Well, we, when we can even go back to when Sarah was diagnosed, when there was just so little awareness about Lyme disease. And I kept on having to tell people, you know, what the diagnosis was and did that come from an insect, right? Which insect is it? And so you're right. I mean, it, it has come, I think it has come so far. And one thing Limelight does with all of our uh, events is part of it is just this education. There is something called Lyme disease. It is real. Um, these are some of the symptoms. And it's just, I would just say, even in my, my peer group or just when you are out and about, it's much more understood now than it was, which is wonderful, which is what it was. I would still say it's a very isolating disease. I would still say people who are diagnosed, uh, that's that's one thing we always talk and we have resources on our webpage of, of books to read, videos to watch. You just often, I, I when, when Sarah was first diagnosed, I felt like I went to medical school. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to read all, everything I could about Lyme disease. So it's come a long way, but I would say we have a lot, a lot further to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I often say our patients have their own PhD, you know, and, and really this Lyme journey because they become so um, educated because they have to. Uh, Sarah, what do you think? I mean, now like you're on the front line treating patients, but what's your like perspective of seeing this last, you know, decade of anyone beyond um, with where we are with Lyme awareness and treatment? I think kind of echoing what my mom said, there's so much more awareness now that like when you mention it to someone, people have heard of it. 
And people are also more aware of the fact that it's could can be a debilitating disease. They know someone, they have a cousin, a friend, they've heard, they've heard about it and know that it can be a long process versus I think it's come a long way of just being, oh, great. Two weeks of antibiotics. I'm so glad you're going to be better in two weeks. So I feel like there's still so much, so much longer to go, but I think there's a lot more awareness in the general public and a lot more articles and magazines and the mainstream media, even too, compared to what there was 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. As with any, anything in our culture, like we're thankful for the celebrities, right. Who help, you know, um, push the conversation. Cause, um, that's a big part of, uh, for our society, people <laughs> getting it into their awareness, but Hey, you know, we'll, we'll take it. And I agree. I mean, I started practicing in 2010, right. So lime, limelight is, is kind of almost a little, um, yeah. Right on the same schedule, right? Of um, you know, this journey uh for me. And I I remember even when I first started, you know, working with these patients, it was still like very hush-hush. Like you had to really be exchanging, you know, names, like you said, like in the waiting room and in the IV room, and you couldn't really post, you know, really online and your website what you were doing because um there was just no understanding yet and it was too, you know, out there for people to really um, not be targeted, to be honest. And now there's um, so much like education and, you know, patients bring me all the time, like on Instagram, like, oh, I want to try this. Or did you hear of this? And I'm like, who would have thought Instagram, you know, medical education, you know, platform, but hey, I'll I'll take it because whatever, whatever we can do to get the word out and get people the right treatment at the right time. So we have a long way to go, as you both said. And I think with COVID on the block and long haulers and that whole new kind of terrain issue, we're going to even have more work to do because of the interaction with Lyme and co-infections. So in a weird way, I think it's going to bring more awareness, you know, to this illness. Um, so I, I'm really, really hopeful. One of our patients actually has a friend um, who's an infectious disease doctor and echoed that same thing to the patient like, you know what? This is weird. I think that people are going to understand Lyme disease more because we understand and have a language and we can't ignore long COVID now. So I feel like we're almost at that tipping point that we all want. And um, I just am so grateful that you guys have been there, you know, holding, holding this space and doing this wonderful work while people catch up. So Phyllis and Sarah, um, anything you want to share about the season of giving year end campaign and, you know, how um, you are um, really incentivizing people to donate right now? I was say, it's exciting time. So there's a matching, a matching donor for all the donations during this time. So your donate, your, your $1 you donate beca- becomes two. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, with the whole end year campaign, end of year campaign, we call season of giving and then giving Tuesday is part of it. And uh, so we started this November 1st and through giving Tuesday, which this year is November 29th, mm-hmm. all donations, as Sarah just said, would be doubled, which is, as you said, very incentivizing. And it's definitely people are motivated by that. And it's, it's, we've done this several years. One year, we actually even had a triple match. It's really wonderful when our donors want to support our mission and step forward to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's great. It's also any Facebook fundraiser that is done during the month of November is doubled on our behalf. We've actually set up a limelight Facebook fundraiser. So if that speaks to anyone, just go on Facebook and search for that fundraiser or support one of our, uh, one of our supporters has already started an initiative. 
Um, we also, this whole season gives us a chance to do a special, special shout out to our grant recipients who are featured. So we do, um, back in Sarah's day when she worked for Limelight, this was really our season of showcasing our grant recipients and learning their stories. Um, we do much more sharing of our grant recipients now on social media, but we do a special uh, make it different during the season of giving. And I would actually say for anyone listening, we have a whole section on our website called Stories of Hope, and that's really what they are. So it's grant recipients who want to share their story. You know, here's where I was. This is what treatment I did or um, am undertaking. And this is where I am now. Mm-hmm. And they're just that. And I think more than anything else, someone struggling with Lyme, I often send people right to that when they get a recent diagnosis. I say, do, do any of these mirror what you're thinking, feeling? Do the symptoms seem the same? And it, it really is hopeful. As Sarah said, you know, with the proper medication, you know, you will get better, um, you know, or you will be improved from where you are now, God willing. So it's th- this whole season for us, even our name, Limelight, we try to be really, um, you know, it's such a, it's such an insidious disease, but limelight is all about shedding light on it. Like, let's not let this disease defeat us. Let's come together as a community. Let's, you know, celebrate our victories. And that's kind of what this whole season is about. I love that. I love that. And I think uh, the testimonial and the hope piece is so big, especially when people are beginning this journey, you know, they're like trying to grab any anything that will give them hope that uh, people can get on the other end of it. Um, So I I love that part of the community. Phyllis and Sarah, why don't you just share where we can donate, where we can learn more, and then we'll just wrap up with some closing thoughts. Well, I would just direct you to our our foundation webpage. So it's Lyme, like the disease, lightfoundation.org. And our donation page right now, you don't have to do anything special. If you want to donate, just go to that donate button. You will see on your acknowledgement, your donation acknowledgement that it's been doubled. So there's no special campaign you have to go to. As I said, we are out on social media, so you can give through Facebook. Um, Look for us on Instagram. We also, you mentioned Instagram, Christine. Instagram is great at, again, we just do the posts on both places. So if you want, if that's, if that's a social media platform that you prefer, you know, so that's, that's really it. And I think, you know, I hope while you're on the limelightfoundation.org page, there's so much information there. So I, again, anyone with a new diagnosis or anyone going through it or anyone out there just wanting to learn about Lyme, spend some time on our resources page. There's so much there and we're always updating and improving and so forth. So there's probably more than you want to know about Lyme on that page. But, um, and, and as I said, visit the stories of hope. Awesome. What a great service. As we wrap up, we'll have all of this information in the show notes, but any kind of just last words of hope during this season? Phyllis, you want to start and then we'll end with Sarah. Sure, sure. You know, one thing I do do want to say is, first of all, just what you said, Christine, when you get this diagnosis, it's so overwhelming. It just is. I, I would just, I encourage people, this is what I say when I talk to people, just take a step. Don't stay frozen. Just take a step. Who knows if that step is going to be the path you continue on, but just take a step. 
And then just, you know, you're going to get more and more information. You're going to get feedback about how you, your child, your spouse deals with whatever treatment route you've gone on, but don't worry about making a mistake. Just, just move forward. And the second thing I wanted to say, which I often say is if you know in your gut that something is wrong with you, you know it Mm -hmm. and, or your child or your spouse or a family member, just keep on pushing, keep on asking the questions, keep on going, seeing more and more doctors. There's so many Lyme patients that talk about, you know, I saw five doctors, 10 doctors, 15 doctors, and, you know, you, you will end in the right place if you don't give up. And I know there's people that just give up and get overwhelmed, but this is just a shout out and an encouragement. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. And speaking of eminence health, this is a wonderful place to land. Um, so, you know, I mean, find the right doctor who you relate with well and who you really think is hopeful and and can and can give you the right solutions or you can start with. So I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful that Sarah ended up there. And I'm also grateful. Thank you, Dr. Christine, for all you do for people suffering with Lyme. Thank you, Phyllis. Thank you so much. And Sarah, is there anything else you want to share as we close? Well, that was beautiful, mom. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. Um, But I think, yeah, kind of echoing everything she said is don't be afraid to take the first steps and donate to Limelight this holiday season if you're able. Kind of spend some time on the website and don't be afraid to take that first step. And if you're able, come visit us in Seattle. uh, There's a lot of amazing doctors here and we have a lot of amazing therapies to offer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, what a joy to be with you guys for this uh, time together. And I'm so glad we could share this message of hope during the season. And we'll have all the um, info, whether it's $5, $1,000, or whatever your family can do this year. I know that it will land in the right family with the right t- at the right time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Phyllis and Dr. Sarah. And please, if you are inspired to give, please check out the link and the information in the show notes. As we mentioned, there will be matching this holiday and I I couldn't think of a better organization to donate your money to. So have a beautiful uh, holiday season, have a beautiful Thanksgiving, and uh, we are so grateful um, for you being part of this community and feeling moved to donate if that is available to you. All right, bye.